What is happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dan Cable Presents Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the program once again. If this is your first time listening. Thanks for checking out the show. You can find fresh episodes every Friday coming at you. And you can also check out DanCablePresents.com, the official website for the program, as well as the YouTube channel, Dan Cable Presents. You should hit subscribe there. And then you will find fresh videos in your feed whenever they upload, including the, the most recent one that just went up, which uh, is Rashid Jamal, live from the Secret Society. And we just premiered th- that uh, through Vortex Music Magazine. Shout out to Vortex. Check out Vortex Music Magazine if you have not. They have a bunch of online content as well as um, some quarterly physical releases which a new one of those just came out and i have a write-up that i did on salvatore manalo who was recently on the show so check out the vortex music magazine uh the the fresh edition it's very cool and if you want to support this podcast in a free way i would uh i would encourage you to please rate review on on itunes hit subscribe there so you know when the fresh episodes come at you but also just please write a review leave the five stars say a few nice words and that really helps with the podcast sustainability and it helps new people find the podcast because enough reviews happen and then we get shot into the uh the top of the itunes charts there (coughs) and that's how we really uh break the lid off of this thing and help it get some more national visibility, which is beneficial to uh, to the artists, to the bands that come on, and uh, helping them find new new listeners. Uh, dog here, for big Fran, really going going for it with the barking. I don't know if anybody can even hear that, but uh, the dog is really really losing his shit uh, about something. I don't know what's going on out there. Anyway, back to the show. Back to the show. Uh, yeah, please rate, review, subscribe, all very important things. And uh, it's a free way to support the podcast and it is much appreciated. So, you know, do it. Just do it. Uh, if you, uh, we've got a few calendar dates to get into here. And the first one is uh, if you're listening to this on release day, it's, it's February 2nd and it's a hip hop show going down at Mississippi Pizza Pub that I am throwing a Dan Cable Presents event. It's $7. And it's a it's a killer good lineup. Uh, Jediah Levy, who was just uh, on the podcast last week. Jediah is opening up the show. So check out his episode of the podcast. Check out Jediah. And then Terrence Brown. He is uh, He's coming through from Seattle. He's originally from Louisiana. He's only been in the Northwest a couple years. I think this is his first Portland show, so I'm I'm pretty pumped to uh, to host that for him. He's a really good dude that I met over the summer at the Big Building Bash Festival up there in Seattle, and uh, 
we connected and uh happy to to make something happen for him down here in portland and rashid jamal as previously mentioned he is the the headliner on this show and if you have not seen rashid yet then uh and you're fucking up and uh you, you really need to, to bring yourself to this show tell your friends too because uh it's very cool that rashid is going to be performing at mississippi pizza because it's definitely a, a small venue and uh i was super pumped that that he was willing to uh to come on to this bill so so come check that out and then also a uh, former guest of the program aaron ross he was on episode 88 uh, host of Who's the Ross here in Portland, and uh, he's also the creator, co-creator of uh, the web series Training Wheels. Um, he has relaunched his his one-man show, Al Gore Memorial High School. That is going on, and it's going on February 2nd, um, 3rd, 8th, 9th, and 10th, So, so check that out. It's a it's a super awesome show, and uh, Aaron's a really good dude, and super inspiring to be around. Also, he's got a couple more. Who's the Ross is going down Tuesday night at Dante's, so also check that out. Um, what else? What else? What else? We got uh, February seventh. Oh, big announcement! Big announcement! February seventh finally releasing the tribe mars documentary move through you a film about tribe mars has a premiere party at the way post here in portland it's uh yeah it's wednesday february 7th and it's free so please come on down check it out it's really it's going to be a fun night uh things kick off at seven and then we're showing the film at eight dude this dog is losing his mind um yeah we're showing we're showing the film it's, it runs about 15 minutes we're showing it at 8 p.m but uh the band tribe mars they're gonna they're gonna be the dj for before and after so it's gonna be it's gonna be a super fun hang and like i said it's free so please come out support you know put some money in the tip jar <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be really dope uh february 9th um maurice and the stiff sisters are playing at alberta street pub and my buds in hammerhead are opening that show so that's going to be rad maurice and the stiff sisters kill it so uh check that out and i really apologize for all this dog barking in the background i'm i'm, I'm not really sure what's going on but uh big fran big fran is really going for it he he stopped though i think he can hear me he can hear me talking about him um February 11th. This is the final date that I'm going to mention, and then we're going to get into this episode with Vacationeer from uh, Seattle slash Bellingham. Um, February 11th is the uh, the PDX Music Business Forum that is put on by my friends Jason Fellman of JFL Presents and Chris Young, editor-in-chief of Vortex Magazine, both former guests of the podcast. So you can check out their episodes if you want to get to know more about them. But uh, on February 11th is another free music business forum. It's going on at the Doug Fur. It's from 1 to 4 p.m. It's all ages. This is free education. Uh, these are always very cool and a great way to, to network with some people. Uh, the panelists for this uh, particular session include uh, Tracy Gill Miller who is uh, 
the global marketing manager over at CD Baby, and Gil Esaias, aka Glasses, who has also been a guest on this podcast. Uh, Glasses is an incredible musician and uh, has crazy YouTube following and has, has done a lot of cool thing with things with theme songs lately and also did a collab with uh, T-Pain recently. And then the uh, third panelist is is Daniel Bozik. He's a radio personality and a social content and marketing specialist. Uh, the, the theme for this particular panel is uh, mastering social media. So if you want to step up your social media game, this is the uh, place to be. And like I said, this is just a cool thing to support as a, a local artist just because it's free. And, uh, yeah, these people are out there volunteering their time as well as the, the folks that organize it, Jason and, and Chris. So that's the deal. That's the calendar dates. Um, you got it all under control. You're hitting subscribe in the iTunes, right? You're doing it right now. I'm going to pause for you to hit subscribe. And now you are clicking write a review. All right. All right. And now you're uh, giving it five stars and you're saying a few nice words and maybe uh, just dropping a line about the uh, particular episode that, that roped you into this thing. So other people know what episodes to kind of check out. But um, this particular episode, this one, good Lord, where are we at here? We're at 96. This is going to be episode 96 here. I can't believe I have to check. Yeah, that's right. Last last week was 95, which should die. And uh, a short talk with, with Terry, Terrence Brown. And this week is episode 96. And uh, I caught up with Jace and Nico of the, uh, the duo Vacationeer. And they reside uh, up in Washington, um, Seattle and Bellingham. Uh, and they were down in Portland playing over at the Firkin. The Firkin Tavern, a wonderful place to go see free music almost every night of the week. And uh, they were playing down there at the Firkin. I had met Nico previously um, when he was down playing bass with the co-founder. And uh, he let me know that they were coming through town. And I was like, dude, we have to do a podcast. Very cool. And uh, I really enjoyed hanging out with these dudes. Um, we had about 30 minutes before they... Uh, before they're like loading and whatnot, so we just kind of hung out down there at the the Firkin. It was it was awesome to get to to know both of them and just very good, cool dudes. And uh, their set was amazing. After it was the first time I got to see them live, and they they they're killer. You should check out. We're gonna feature a few tracks, but you should check out um, their EP is available. Uh, it's called Glances, and that's available on Bandcamp and iTunes and Spotify and all that. And then they also have a new single that we feature, or their most recent single. It's called Hip and Happy, and we feature that um, as well during the episode. Um, I will put all the, the notes for Vacationeer in, in the show notes and all other links regarding the episode so you know where to find things. Um, appreciate the support for this podcast as we... We move on forward and a little bit closer to episode 100. Stoked to show some love to uh, some Washington folks here in Vacationeer. 
and uh, we're gonna get into it. They also they also play with a band called Iskadoff. They they tour with uh, with that band as well. So it's it's kind of cool that they uh, these dudes play a lot of music together, and they have been doing so for a long time. But Vacation Year is kind of kind of their project. So it was it was rad to talk to them, and we're gonna kick it off with a track off of their EP Glances, and uh, this tune is called Unprepared. Let's get into it. Thank you. 
Firkin Tavern, hanging out with Vacationeer, Jace and Nico, here in Portland, Southeast Portland. Yep, yep. We're shaking, fellas. Ain't too much. This is the spot, man. Played Eugene last night, cruised in late last night, got a crash on our buddy Jeremiah's couch. and Cruised in sharp at about 2 a.m. Yep. Yep. Have you guys been doing the... Uh, the touring for quite some time. I know this is like a very short run, but in the past, you guys m- made your way out to a lot of different totally. cities over yeah. the past few years. Yeah, oh, yeah. we tour. We tour uh, on and off with a band called Iskadoff. Yeah, okay. the both of us, and we've done uh, national tours with them. And uh, then, yeah, we did a tour uh, about two years ago. We did a tour down the West Coast. Played with Sun Valley Gun Club. Some of our friends down in Sacramento. Um, yeah, so we, yeah, we're no no strangers to touring for sure. Yeah. I heard a vacationer probably a, like a couple years ago. Sweet. But had nice. no idea when I met Nico a few months ago <laughs> when he was down with the co founder that he was in vacationer. Yeah, so, it's coincidence. Yeah, when you hit me up the <laughs> other day and was just like, hey, man, I'm coming down. You should come to this show. I was like, oh, fuck. I didn't even know That's you were awesome. in that band. Yeah, this is like our baby project. This is the only yeah. band that Jason and I have creative control over. Where <laughs> we write. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah. I think I heard of about it through my cousin, who's Rob Grantfelt. Your Sweet. cousin is Rob Grantfelt? Yeah. That's awesome. What the Dude, hell? That's awesome. Yeah, he's, he's our homie. He's a yeah. homie. Yeah, Rob that's that's really building. cool. He's my cousin and one of my best homies. That's, that's awesome. awesome. Is he from LA too then? That no, area? he's not. He is originally from the okay, Seattle cool. area. Okay, cool. Yeah, he's a great drummer too. He's, yes. a, he's, he's a good friend, yeah. Such he, a small Pacific Northwest. So small. So shout out to the City Hall. Rob drummed yep. on the City yep. Hall's full length. He and uh, my roommate, Casey's the bass player of the City Hall. So uh, Love yeah. the City Hall. Yeah, good people. One of my favorite bands from... Totally good from people from that area for sure. Yeah, that new single is fire. Yeah, they, well, they're coming out with a new album. I know. Yes, they are. Yeah. Um, so, did both of you guys grow up in the Bellingham area? Uh, we both grew up on Camano Stanwood area. Yeah, it's Camano uh, Islands. Um, super rural, like for Western Washington, which is kind of odd because you know I five drives like it's intersects everything. Um, but for us, we grew up in a place where like grocery stores a half hour away. And Very rural. This is an island too, so there's a bunch of weirdos. Island time. Yeah, island time. South Islanders. Yep. It's an interesting place. Bellingham's where we both went to college. Okay. And continued playing music in college and being a part of a really thriving music scene there when we were in college. That was really fun. Um, but yeah, we grew up in Stanwood Command. I went to the same high school together too. Yep. Both of y'all grew up playing playing music. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, we started playing music. I started playing with music, music with Jace after right after high school. Yeah, Jace or for me like, right after high school. Yeah, yeah. So we were about like nineteen, I believe nineteen twenty when we got together. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been almost yeah ten years in the making, a bunch of different projects. Yeah. So you yeah. guys have always kind of like played somewhat yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, there was a little break. We were in a band called the Cat from Hue for a long time, and then we 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 split up. And there was, and we were kind of re- reforming and regrouping after that. But yeah, in some fashion or another, probably yeah. like a year and a half in between the two yeah. projects. I played in Candy Sound at the time. Okay. Yeah. And Nika, and, oh, yeah. I was gonna say, and Cap from here, we're doing a reunion show, so that'll be fun. March oh, right on. 3rd, yeah. March third, right yeah. The in Bellingham, so that'll be that'll be tight. But yeah, uh, yeah it's been it's been a long time playing together. Yeah, and I know Nico, you you were just saying off the mics that Bellingham is kind of seeing. A lot of venues closed right now, but yeah, during during that time when you guys were first doing it in the beginning of college, was that a pretty thriving scene and pretty pretty, pretty great thriving, thing yeah. to be a part so. of? I mean, yeah. like the all ages, like the the actual all ages scene was kind of in flux, um, just because we had 
Jinx, which is now Makeshift. Um, and we had a spot called The Old Boundary. Um, awesome and spot. I mean, these things basically coalesced to become what Makeshift is now. But there were periods of time where they were closed. But um, back then, the house show scene was Yelling, kind of unreal. Ye- yeah, Yellingham Festival. Yeah, we, How, I mean, house show music festival. Yeah, it, it, was it, was crazy. Like, it, it was an annual thing back then. Four or five houses, like 40 to 50 bands. And it was all, I mean, that's kind of an example of the strength of it in the yeah, past. Yeah, really that, that hasn't happened show scene, in the last yeah. five years. Yeah, but it all comes in waves. It's a college town. Yeah, college but, town. But yeah, those were definitely fun times. It was it was pretty thriving. It felt pretty bumping. Yeah. So it was it was good, yeah. The Pacific Northwest seems to have this wonderful house scene. Yeah. and yeah. Show scene, rather. I'm, I'm sure it's still awesome, and I'm sure that I'm just getting really old. Yeah, I'm just an old fuck now. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I feel you. Like, <laughs> I don't go to school anymore. Yeah, we played some house shows. We still play house shows, and like some of them are... I mean, they're all awesome, but some of them you're definitely like, I can't relate to you. I hope you yeah. like my music. <laughs> and then yeah. other ones are more like, yeah, let's have a beer, like smoke a bowl, and hang out. Yeah, so. still good vibes though. Yeah, I feel like you go to you go to New York, you go to. There's no house shows on Manhattan. You know what I mean? Like it's we have a very unique thing. I think where there's there's a lot of just community and, and people are really into that. Um, and, and people are willing to step in and step up for the community when yeah. a venue closes down in town. So it's yeah. it's a nice little. We're fortunate. Area. We're fortunate to have yeah. it in the Pacific Northwest here, as I'm sure, yeah, you you noticed too, and you've seen too, yeah. Yeah, because it was just such a like I feel like house shows are not really a thing in Southern California. So I've never been to a house show in coming, Southern California. Coming up but. to to Portland like five years ago, yeah, and, and getting getting exposed to all these different types of house shows because there's totally. such, there's so many different tiers to like a, a house show. There's yeah. there's the house show venues that are like almost a legit venue yeah where they put a lot of time into the, the yeah. state like stage in and making sure that the sound is super legit and then there's and there's like the dirty literally dirty. like the dirty dirty yeah. basement yeah. where you can like barely see anything you know down you're getting there. mold poisoning yeah the basement's like seven feet tall <laughs> and it rains inside <laughs> of the basement because the condensation from people. Like, yeah, oh, I love it's, that. It's good times, man. It's always it's good times. If there's an emergency, you're probably fucked. That yeah, kind of whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> not safe in it at all. No, no yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's good. It's good times up in Bellingham. And there's still good times. Up still in lots of good times Chase up in Bellingham. Chase is not in Bellingham anymore. I live in Seattle now. I'm the the lone Bellingham okay. guy. And technically, Bo. And technically, yeah, I live south of Bellingham. It's just, it's just a few minutes outside of it. So yeah. Nico has a uh, very scenic, uh, picturesque kind of uh, setup outside of Bellingham. I live in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. With, with access to the Puget Sound. Yeah. In your backyard. Yep. It's pretty so that's pretty cool. So how long ago did Vacationeer form? Uh, it's pretty sweet. It was exactly oh, yeah. four years and a week to the date that we played our first show. Um, so just recently, four years ago, yeah. And then, I mean, we kind of existed before that, um, but that first show, we... That was we, like a change of style, yeah, I we, feel we had, like. we had been jamming for six months prior to the first show, but we didn't have any songs, concrete, um, and then we, we decided, like, hey, we're going to book this show. And, like, this is going to be the reason why we write new songs. Yeah. So we waited till about seven days before the first show. And we're like, all right, we have no songs. Like, we better... We're like, let's write a set. So, yeah, we hold up. Yeah. Jason's dad's got, like, a beautiful house in the woods on the island. And we spent about close to a week just sitting in every day writing writing tunes man i mean that's where um memories came from that's where circles came from yep Um, on the seven inch that we have yeah i I think that's really 
all that we have left from that writing from those session. initial but songs yeah those, i mean the ideas from that led to a lot of ideas we have today so and we and we did have ideas before that but they were it was a different style it was more like rock like heavy rock uh, yeah, dissonant wanted, rock music the original vacation year is gonna be a four piece um who's the fourth member spencer we had spencer jam with us remember yeah yeah but uh, it was like uh guitar Drums, keyboards, and bass, and keyboards and drums, and, and it just kind of it didn't quite materialize, and we focused more just on the, the style that we're doing now. Yeah, I wanted it to be like a sludgy rock band, like I wanted it to be heavier. <laughs> and then so, all of a sudden, Jace got this DTX pad, um, drum pad, and it's kind of like that's well, when things shifted. Shit, I yeah. guess you're gonna make electronic music. Now. I remember we, I'm, I literally remember like the first time I brought it to Zen Garden, and we started playing with it, and you were like. I never want to make a loud song again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so fun. It's so yeah. You can put pack so much stuff into it. Yeah, we. So used that was that, so that show about four years ago, two weeks ago. That was yeah. That was like the first show, like kind of like the iteration of Vacation Era as it is now. So about four years we've been. Four As- years in a week. Aside four years from in a week, uh, yeah. getting that that drum pad, like were there were there some particular bands around that time that were kind of influencing what what you guys were doing, or was it just kind of all? Like, let's see what this world is like. For me personally, it was Iskadoff. Like, we had seen mm. them after we'd been jamming with other people. Um, and Jason and I have known Ben since we were young. And we watched him play with Nate, and it was a two-piece. And at that point, it was kind of like, you know what? Like, we can do this as a two-piece, too. We can totally mm. pull this off. Yeah, they just um, had a grittier, like, more punk yeah, punk it, version that of was a the, the influence for us getting into a two piece. But I don't know. I've always been into um, the more electronic side of like the sound of animals fighting. Yeah, they have um, crazy shit. Yeah. And then like a couple years ago, like really into like no such thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just like kind of genre bending electronic music that it, it was easy. Yeah, it's access not. It's, for me. it's not like you know. I mean, it's not house music. I mean, it's it's like it's like beat maker music. So like I really like DJ Shadow a lot. Like yeah. introducing just classic you know beats and. Yeah, I mean, no such thing. Shigeto, he's a drummer producer. He's really good. So, yeah, there was this kind of, like, other side to the music that we liked outside of, you know, rock music. It was like, man, I love all this, like, you know, beat stuff, you know, DJ Shadow and, you know what I mean? Even Daft Punk. I mean, that doesn't really come up in our music. But just, yeah, this this kind of other side of the music that we listened and liked. And uh, it wanted to kind of more focus on that. It was more, it was like all of a sudden everything was inspiring, you know, because it's a whole new world. So all of a sudden there's so much material to, like, dig around and play around with and so that was so inspiring to just like jump and do a new thing um you know not totally foreign but just yeah it's kind of a new style um, so it, was, it was fun was that the first time that that you had kind of introduced a drum pad into your playing yeah for sure yeah was I, it was i think it? i when was our show it was january 17th 2014 and i think i bought the drum pad like december, december 1st yeah because so like i had it for like it. a month we used it for those two original recordings we have when we were a rock just kind of just kind of slightly yeah but we that didn't was know how to really implement it yet yeah it was a, yeah it was it was a learning curve for sure and then yeah now that's i mean that's kind of i mean it's that it's, it's almost like two members of the band and like we just, can't play a show without it and that, that's I mean, how important yeah, we wouldn't is. be able to do i would have no bass player without it and, and other yeah. stuff i mean we could play without a computer we could even, like, if your drum set broke and we had to improvise an electronic yeah, set. Yeah, we could play without a drum set, but not without that. Because we've really yeah. integrated it in, into our style. And uh, and now that's really popular. A lot of bands, a lot of other local bands, they love to use the drum pads. I don't think they yeah. use them in quite the same way. Like, I treat my drum pad like a whole other drum kit in front of me and a bass player in front of me. And I, I see a lot of people starting to use it to, like, do samples and loops. And I, and I like that, too. Um, but it's just, for us, it's just so integrated in, into the way we play. 
Um, but I like to think, I don't know, I, like, I, I try not to tech out. Like, I like to think our music has more, you know what I mean? We can still write music without the drum pad, just for our, the style that yeah. we do live. It adds, like, this cool, modern, sub-bass kind of hip-hop flair to it. And um, if... Yeah, we and we just did we just did a songs on piano and guitar a minute ago. Yeah, we were just we were rehearsing like just solo piano and guitar. So there's more to it, I think, than the pads. But it's been a fun thing to, totally. to kind of mix into it. Fun, uh, fun effect for sure. But we couldn't. I don't think we could pull off well, the no. Yeah, without no. bass. But, uh, yeah, just adds so much more volume, and, and you've got yeah, all these adds, other things it, yeah, going more on. Style and more like feel some, and some flair. <laughs> but I do, I do like what we did earlier. Where it's like, let's get to the song, you let's know, for a minute, it. and like yeah. guitar, piano, two vocals, you know. So. I still think that's important. Like in this in this era of like modern production and people using pads and like backing tracks, it's like you still need to serve the song, you know. So it's a, it's a balance between the two for sure. Agreed, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, cool. You want to get into another jam here then? Yeah. We'll uh, we'll get into hip and hip happy. And happy. Hip yeah. And happy. Our latest, yeah, our latest single. This is the latest single from Vacation Year, Hip and Happy. Fall. 
So Hip and Happy is the, is the most recent song from Vacation Year. Um, I think it's probably my my favorite song in the catalog. Thanks, you know, I've well, been I've been geeking out on the on the Glances EP quite a bit nice, these last you. couple of days, as well as Hip and Happy, and um, just kind of going back to what you were saying, Jace, about you know, like you're you're implementing these you know electronic like this drum pad and and all these electronics sure, here and yeah. there, but like what stands out still to me with these songs is the songwriting is still like there and it's cool, like you. especially with hip and happy it's just a very like well-crafted song it's got a super cool groove to it and i'm just a real sucker right now for like this vibey groovy pop music that has yeah. like so much character to it yeah. but yeah, also like vibey. remains very simplistic at times mm-hmm. and we keep stuff i mean pretty simple pretty too. damn simple <laughs> yeah hip and happy was actually it's a lot more complicated than a lot of our other things. It's definitely it, yeah. a challenge to learn because we also part of this project. I mean, mostly on Jace's side is um, it's a project where we can learn how to record and you do post production yeah, produce, stuff, produce everything. Yeah, um, and so Hip and Happy for us was a huge. It presented a huge new challenge because we've never tried to make a song like that, let alone record a song like that. But I'm I'm happy with the way it turned out. Yeah, it sounds and great. And what's cool though, getting back to this idea of like, you know, there's still a song within all this. Is that started as like four chords that Nico had, yeah, and like an idea, and then just that little, you know, and then now and then that was like a seed to like, you know, have some fun with, you know, with, you know, synth synthesizer, uh, excuse me, uh, bass synthesizer and samples and stuff like that. But it started on an acoustic guitar, and so that's something that I think that. Anytime you're trying to, you know, mix styles and genres, like you have to, you have to serve like the original thing. You know what I mean? So that was, I, I like that it, how it turned out from such an original, like, just basic acoustic guitar, guitar kind of thing. Yeah, is this the type of thing so far with Vacation here, where most of the original ideas are kind of far from where the songs actually go? I think the songs just blossom a lot the, from yeah, the original ideas. Definitely. So like. All the songs, there's two ways we come up with songs. One of them is I'll sit at home with an acoustic guitar, and it'll just be three, four, or five chords. Um, and really simple, just like holding a chord and singing over it and finding the vocal melody, and then transposing like a bass line and a beat behind that. Or the other way that we've come up with stuff is with, with Jace, he'll have like a sweet beat with a bass line from the pad already there. Um, and I'll come in with a guitar, no chords, all melody, and just yeah, kind of totally. play over that. So they either start, from my experience, completely rooted in a simple chord progression. Singer-songwriter kind of style, yeah. yeah. Or completely rooted in, like, it's Beats. a beat, and yeah. we throw a melody over this. Yeah. yeah. And so it's a balance. I think it's, you know, it's it's not one or the other, you know, and I think that's, that's important. It showcases, like, different sides of what we're both good at musically. You know, if it's just like, oh, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to arrange these samples, like make a bass line, yeah. get a, you know, sick, like, you know what I mean, like Kendrick Lamar sample or something and, and throw it in there and then we'll and then we'll go from there. Or the other way, like, you know, it's a more traditional, like, this is a beautiful melody and chord sort and, of thing. And yeah, like, so like Unprepared is very much an example of a song that we sat down with an electric guitar or acoustic guitar and it's chords and strumming and a chorus is in there. And then Memories is very much a perfect example of like, a, this is... The baseline beat. beat pad, and I'm yeah. just gonna play some sweet shit over it with this guitar. Yeah, yeah, that was a fun one. Yeah, that was a fun one to work out. I really, um, I really dig like the space that that you guys allow on certain jams, like mm-hmm. memories and, yeah. and circles, yeah. where it's you know like the instrumentation just like really has time to breathe. 
Yeah, and, that's uh, our favorite. Like and a, it's like a whale song. Yeah, and I'm, <laughs> over the past few years, I've definitely become just a, a really big like explosions in the sky oh, yeah. person. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if you've if you've checked out Inventions. Uh-uh. No, huh? that's a project from one of the dudes from Explosions in the Sky and Alluvium, and it's all like electronic based. Ooh, that's sweet, cool, and I it's very like vibey, and most of it does not have any like any vocal samples any for the most part. It's it's just very it's just an instrumental, and definitely got those vibes that's while sick. like I listening love that stuff. listening yeah, totally. to your jams and. Yeah, that stuff just kind of opens everything up and lets you interpret it for for how you want. Yeah, you know, you let it breathe. And I think, you know, there is a side that we, you know, both were like My Bloody Valentine and like Slow Dive and like all these other like, you know, I guess you'd call those like classic shoegaze bands, but where it is still a band very much, but it's about these atmospheres and like these worlds that you create for people to inhabit and like kind of get lost in. So, you know what I mean? That's that's kind of the inspiration, I think, at least for me, for part of that too. Yeah, I I agree with that. And I mean, it kind of is why... Our songs, like, I, I definitely think there's a common thread that holds them together, but they do um, kind of spread away from each other at times. Yeah, totally. Um, so, like, Hip and Happy, for example, like, that might be the direction our music's going in. But when people ask us that, it's like, that's your latest song. What can we expect? It's like, well, that for us is like, that's the direction that we want our production value to go in, not necessarily what we want our songs to be written like not like every song but you want to hold it to that standard we want that standard i I think so yeah because there's gonna be songs that aren't dancey there's gonna be songs that are just like straight up totally yeah sad and heavy um and not upbeat and i think even on hip and happy one of the reasons i dig it is it is hooky but to me it also has like a heavy weight to it yeah Yeah. you know i like that ice cold like that's kind of somebody called us Gelatinous blog. They yeah, said the memories here, was actually. an ice was an ice cold pop song, and it was and, just uh, like that's. I want to make ice cold pop music. I don't want was, this to be yeah. warm pop music. It was fun. All. That was that was a cool description. Yeah. Also, we got to give a shout out to to uh, Lana Rainey. Yeah, is she that the vocals. female vocal? Yeah, she's I was gonna ask. Vocal. I was gonna ask. Just fantastic. Uh, she moved to Seattle too after. Oh, c- crazy story. So we were on tour with Iskadoff doing this national tour. And we go to uh, Nashville, Tennessee, and like on tour, when you're doing like a national tour, you meet so many people along the way, and they're like, "Oh, you're from Seattle? It's so tight. I should move to Seattle. Like, oh, I want to move to Seattle." And <laughs> she everybody did it. Said, she did it. She, <laughs> she did was it. Like, She's like, I've always wanted to move to she Seattle. She was like, "Oh, I, Seattle would be cool." And we're like, "You should do it." Like, and her and her roommate Jesse. And then like two months later, they're like, "So I'm moving to Seattle." <laughs> <laughs> like, That's what's up? Sweet, you're gonna be Home on girl, a song yeah. with us. I was like, like, "Yeah, then we're gonna do something." And so, and she moved up, and she lives in Seattle now too. And uh, we, yeah, we wanted to work together. We, we haven't done as much lately, but I was really excited to get her on that song. And I think, like, with the lyrics of that song being about, like, this, you know, people separating and, like... It needed it. Trying to maintain appearances. Like, there's yeah. this kind of, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm checking your Instagram sort of thing. Yeah, we, we had done uh, it with, like, me doing vocals over it for the whole song. And it was just like... And then this, even, like, if we traded vocals, yeah, it's it like, like, this is like, we need... We need her to do. You need like the female perspective yeah. on the song. So that was really fun to have her in. And it was just a crazy, yeah, on, on this tour. And then... Moved to Seattle and we made it happen. So it was, it was a lot of fun. We were really cool to have her on the song. Yeah, and uh, did doing that collaboration kind of uh, make you guys maybe want to explore future collaborations with maybe with yeah, tunes? definitely cool. collaborations. Yeah. We played so last night we were in Eugene playing a two piece festival. Yeah, um, and we went down there because we're at two piece, mm-hmm. and so we've always tossed around the idea of like, what would it be like if we had a bass player? Or, or a keyboard player or, or something. keyboard or another vocalist, guitarist, like yeah. anything. And 
Yeah, it'd be awesome to collaborate, but I don't know if we're ready for a third. I don't know. It just yeah. has to be natural, you know? No, yeah, but just, just as far as like maybe doing some features on some more tracks I'm, in, yeah, in I'm the future. I think that'd be cool. I really like Jake from Co-Founders remixed some of our stuff, and I and love it. Was tight, yeah, his man. remix approach is awesome. Vervex. Jake. Yeah, he's he's yeah. cool, yeah. Check out Vervex um, for sure. Vervex is great. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, his, his shit is good. Be cool to collaborate with him some more. So yeah, I think I think we're totally open to it. I think that's the beauty of when it's just two people in a band. It's like now there's room to like you have a guest vocalist and it doesn't piss off like the person in your band that only sings. You know what I right. mean? Or so it gives you some options to work with other people. So I like that idea a lot. And lyrically, do those all come from you, Nico? Or is I would that, say is that a like joint? eighty-five percent, seventy-five even. Like OMG and um, Hip and we, Happy. Yeah, we worked together those, on those, those pretty two, hard. I definitely. Like those are two songs where Jason and I um, harmonize on them and talk about ideas and the yeah. lyrics and um, so yeah, like seventy five. I probably, probably yeah, it's mo- it's mostly Nico, but then we we are spreading it out more now, especially with um, making with vocals and yeah, yeah. And harmony, I would and like harmonies to spread and it out stuff more. too. It makes it also makes the songs um, just putting that um, amount of brain power behind it and really thinking about what you're trying to say. It helps me to have somebody be like. Chase all the time will be like, well, what does that mean? And I'm like, I don't know. And then cool. he's like, yeah, right, well, you should. Let's, yeah, let's, like, think let's get about to the heart this. of that, you know? And yeah. as so a lyricist, for me, I've always, in old bands, it always been like, I sing about whatever. It doesn't mean shit. Like, people can yeah. just interpret it however they want. Yeah. You know? And so to have Jace come in on these songs and be like, well, let's, you know, let's minimize the words we're using and think or of like it. minimize syllables. Yeah, and like, kind of yeah. think of it like music and using it not only as an instrument. Well, uh, not your voice just as an instrument, but the words themselves as totally the rhythm and, and the um, and the cadence of everything. And that's it's awesome. Yeah, so and also just just, and, and also just for live, I think it's been sounding a lot better lately. When we yeah, yeah, I get the double vocals in. I it mean, because we're a two piece. I mean, it, our goal is to be a two piece, sound like five, six, seven people. Yeah, and just sound really, so really full. To um, have two vocals over that with like bass and then electronic drums, organic drums, guitar, guitar loops, ambient noise. Like the more yeah. we can add to it, the better. And I just think that's cool that you, that you do care what what the lyrics are and stuff like oh, that. Oh, of course, you yeah. Know? No, it's because that's I'm the hardest part for me now. Like, mm, yeah. as, as I get old and hap- older, I should say, and happier, and like I have like in life. I have like this nice dream house set up, and like I love my girlfriend. <laughs> and like, like, damn, we, life's pretty good. We got a dog, <laughs> and I'm like sitting down trying to write music. It's like, well, fuck, man, I'm not sad about anything. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, definitely, it's an incentive when you're, you know, as when you're going through some stuff, you know, it makes you want to write more. So it's been fun, yeah, to, to, yeah, really dive into the lyrics more. OMG, I'm really happy with the way that that song, song turned out lyrically, and, and with our double vocal thing. Yeah, um, when you do that kind of alternating thing, in in the midpoint. That was yeah, that was fun. That was fun to work out for sure. Um, so yeah, you know, it's 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 a collaborative a collaborative process for sure. Try to collaborate as much as possible. So much yeah. so like Jace's heart meme. I'm not much of like a computer like production post production person. I'm like dog, you gotta get. And gotta I, get I got into it and I got Ableton. I got like the beat pad and I've been screwing around with it. I feel like I still haven't contributed to the level that Jace has on the post production side, but like it's That's cool. You've been sending me demos and stuff. His, That's yeah, just his really pressure cool. on me has helped me become a better musician and has made new ideas come out for the band. I can make a shitty beat on Ableton, send it to Jace, and I says that beat's tight. Like <laughs> yeah. No, it's it seems uh, just from talking to you guys about it and the way you present everything, it does seem like it is very 
collaborative and totally very 50 50 like, like totally yeah critical shakes last night at that two-piece festival said that being a two-piece is like being married and i hadn't thought yeah. of it like that yeah and then they were like if you're married you know what i'm talking about and then he's like if you're in a two-piece you know what i'm talking about it's like damn yeah i got that that was a good yeah. line yeah well that's why it's so hard to maintain like a large band yeah because yeah. then you have oh, all these there. relationships yeah. to yep. manage and when you're a two-piece, you can cut out a lot of the bullshit. It's a little, yeah, it's a little just easier to communicate. Yeah, um, though it is. I mean, it's fun to be in those bands where you have like six people, but it's just, it's just another, you know, it's just another thing you got to think about is how you relate to one another and how you communicate with one another. Yeah. Do you guys, you guys have been playing music together a long time, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. before vacation year, and now yeah. four years doing this. Is there something that that you guys kind of vibe? can identify as why the dynamic works so well between you two? We, we come from the same place. Like, Camino Island is a place in Washington is fucking middle of nowhere. Um, there's nothing to do out there at all. It's beautiful in this, like, Twin Peaks, you might die in the dark kind of way. Um, so that helps. And then just... That helps, yeah. As teenagers, we moved through, like, similar music styles, even though they weren't the same. We were always kind yeah. of into the same, like, loose genre, but had very specific bands that we liked that were different. And it's mm-hmm. still the same to this day. Um, and plus, it's just fun hanging out. So Yeah, that's important. That's really important. The other thing I, I would say, I said this earlier with, uh, with Adam, was I think that what makes writing with music with someone interesting from a musical standpoint is if you... You you kind of come in the middle on some places. So I think of it like a Venn diagram. Like I have maybe some like musical instincts that are different than Nico. Nico maybe has some like musical instincts, you oh, know, I know tendencies that are w- that it's like we're different. And then what's great is we like meet in the middle of that Venn diagram. And so it's not something that I would make by myself, or not something that Nico would make so, by himself. Yeah, like, so well, that's like, what makes it really cool. It's not you know you see bands where it's like every song sounds the exact same because yeah. they're just so freaking locked in on that vibe that it's hard for them to get out of that. So Nico and I have. Some different, you know what I mean? Like you challenge each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. we challenge each other. It's like I do this, like Nico does this. If Jace wrote a song, Jace would write like a song in all like major sevenths. And if I wrote, I make a baby make baby making song. And if I wrote a song, (laughs) it would all be in like probably minor. Like it would be a very dark song. And so between and and swung, and I think that we've worked out. We we've like kind of unswung some of the stuff. Only wrote in three four swung time. Mm -hmm. And so like between the two of us, it's like all right. So we have some minor chords. We got some diminished. We kind of iron it out. You know what I mean? Like we we iron it out a little bit. So and that's why I'm really proud that I think a lot of our songs sound very different. That's always been something I I I really appreciate a lot in the bands I like is is the diversity of palette. And so yeah, that's why I think that's why I think it's like Kevin Happy comes out and. I think it's still vacationeer, but for me, it's really fun because I think it's different than what we've done before. Totally. Yeah. So that's you know, it's like I don't feel like we're trying to make the same thing we made like the first time we yeah, it's wrote our music. Yeah, fresh, sort of different, and you know, it's it's easy when your other half, essentially your other music half, can think of something that you wanted to think of but didn't know how yeah, to come totally. to that conclusion. Yeah, you can only you yeah. can only see. You things from one one I mean, only one way you know yeah, like no, yeah yeah the best way for me to put it would be that jace can finish my sentences with words <laughs> that are better than words that i would normally like he's like oh he would say this and like this is a much better adjective but you're so. but you're starting the sentence yeah, yeah. and then yeah. it's like all right now let it's me totally yeah. yeah well it's, yeah, it's good just way cool to, to see it. you guys have that you guys obviously trust each other's instincts Totally. Yeah. and oh, totally. yep. respect each other's point of view never afraid to get that's weird the mo- that's the most important thing yeah, yeah. Super rad. I've I've in really enjoyed diving into like the Glances EP, 
the last couple of days. Thanks, man. And of course, man. Thank you. Just enjoy it so much. And like I said, Hip and Happy, which we played earlier, is is a great jam. And I'm super pumped to see you guys play at the Firkin tonight. My Stay first, cool. my hey, first vacation year show. Fun show. Nico's got some fish and chips to smash on. Oh yeah. And uh, they're probably gonna start making some noise here pretty soon for yep. sound check. And uh, we're gonna blow up this, uh, as Jerry would say, what is it? It's a five star dive bar. Five star dive bar. <laughs> and I it's got carpeted floors, so you know it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> gonna be comfy. Uh, we end every episode of the podcast with the guests saying that the tagline for the show, which is "It's a program." It's a program. So if you guys want to do it together, should we do the Wayne, the Wayne count, the Wayne's World count off? <laughs> five, four, three. three. It's, it's a program. program. That was amazing. The Wayne's World out, dude. That's a classic. Uh, we're going to play it out with the jam from Glances, which is called Memories. Uh, definitely one of my favorite tracks from Vacation Year. Thanks, man. I appreciate you guys, appreciate you guys hanging yeah, out. Thanks for having us. Safe in. travels. Hope to see you guys soon. Fuck yeah. We'll and uh, we will catch you on the flip side, Portland.
It's a program.